0: Welcome back to uh, episode 21. 21. I feel like I've missed an episode here. Well, you have. <laughs> <laughs> you have missed an episode. Michael and Neil were, I guess, a guest? Surprise no. guests. <laughs> it wasn't really, they weren't guests. Um, it was just kind of them honestly getting used to doing a podcast. Huh. And uh, because they wanting to do one, their equipment hasn't showed up. And so, uh, like at the church? No, we did it in, in Gatlinburg. No, no, like
1: they're wanting to do one. Like, yeah, yeah, I think they are. Okay. For
0: uh, UConn. Really? Good so, deal. Um, Good deal. That's awesome. Yeah, we, um, I just basically asked them questions about PTP and, but really it was just a, a comfort thing just to get them used to, you know, talking into a microphone. So, yeah, you did miss an episode, mm. but it... You know, it was good though. It That's was, okay. They seemed to like being on there, so Oh good. I did feel like weirdly out of my comfort zone. I was like Jackson's not here <laughs> across from me, so I don't know. <laughs> Who are you? Yeah, <laughs> you changed but it but no uh, it it was really good and I, I enjoyed getting to have them on there. So um boy, it has been an interesting week. Tell us the exciting been, news. Um I bought a house. Yes you did. So we're moving. Um have a very we're, it's crunch time it is my lease is up September 20th where I live now and um, I get possession of my new house September 15th so hopefully sooner than the 15th if all the home inspections can get yeah. in done but right now at the latest September 15th but Good. I'm moving a whole five minutes away from this house, but... It won't be hard. You know, I'm, ex- I'm excited, though, because this house... It's smaller than this house, but it's nicer. Like, it's got nicer touches and granite countertops. It's just uh, modern. I'm excited. Modernized. I'd I am say. excited, so... I may be posting some house clean-out things if you want to buy them. did make an Instagram page? No, but I did not think... <laughs> Dylan's I'm, closet. I thought about, like...
1: That's <laughs> not a shot at anyone. I just think that's funny. Uh,
0: most people make it when they never post anything on them. I mean, you're just like... Okay, they had good intentions, but yeah. but then I, I don't know. There's just some home decor and stuff. Like I do, I want that picture somewhere in my house. That that's cool. Yeah,
1: we'll but, find a place.
0: But yeah, we may. I don't know where our new studio is going to be because be here, the there's a lot of extra space in this house, and because um, it's almost 3,000 square feet. And I was supposed to buy it, um, but you know everything happens for a reason. So uh, bought this new house over on Lone Oak Drive is what it's called, and it's kind of cool because you can sound fancy. It's mm-hmm. in a neighborhood. True. Called, I already forgot what it's called.
1: Isn't it called something in the States? Um, No, or that's down the road a little.
0: Oh, hang on. This is worthy to talk about. It's called, um, Forest Hills. Forest Hills. That is kind of cool. So I bought a house in Forest Hills. So I'm excited. It'll be hectic. And then I got COVID. So I've been quarantined. And honestly, you know... I'll give it to COVID. It, it whooped me in the butt. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it really did. I was, I didn't. I, I felt pretty terrible like the first three days I had it, but most of it was just exhaustion. Like I'm exhausted right now. Yeah. Like when Jackson leaves to go to church, I'm gonna sit on the couch and we will most likely go to sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but not intentionally. I just fall asleep. And like, you're on the back end of it too. Like you're on, you're pretty much done. You're done. I'm done. My quarantine's up. Today.
1: Yeah. So. so, I'll
0: go back to work tomorrow. So, Yay. if anybody sees an action truck on the side of the road with Dylan snoozing, just drive by. Just keep yeah, going. Yeah. Mind your business. That's on purpose. Mind your business. That's on purpose. <laughs> so, but anyway, that's, that's literally all. We I mean, have bought a new home That's bar. That's huge, though. Super excited. That is awesome. First time homebuyer. I know. Yay you. I've driven by there four times. Aw. I went and saw it at dusk last night because I, I wanted to see what it looked like in the dusk. 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 So, <laughs> I, there was somebody walking their dog and everything and like he even spoke to me because I pulled in the driveway they weren't home so I had to pull in the driveway and got out and the, the guy was like you know this house is for sale are you looking at it because the for sale is still in the yard I was like actually I bought it and he was like well we're going to be next door neighbors and I went oh, you're
1: uh-huh. adorable and nice people cute.
0: Nice so people. maybe Lassie will make friends
1: uh no not going to happen that's true She's Lassie. very
0: antisocial Yeah,
1: she's probably going to freak out that you're moving again
0: yeah she'll be fine yeah, it won't be much. Yeah,
1: first but, time homebuyer. I'm really excited.
0: Well, I'm not a kid anymore. i right. still a kid, but. First time for me. I started
1: college. Oh, that's true. Yeah, talk about your life. Uh, it's college. Like, I'm going to have to devote more time to it than on what I wanted to. Ugh, they make it so hard to get an education these days. <laughs> just give me it, all right? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It'll be fine. Um, one day at a time
0: it will be good. Yeah. What classes do you have? I
1: have accounting.
0: Do
1: you? Uh Yeah. Uh, econ. Uh, a public speaking class. A... For some reason, I had to take that. I can't... I don't remember... You
0: have to have public speaking.
1: It's okay. a public speaking, or you could, like, take art appreciation mm-hmm. or something else, and I'm like, I'd rather
0: speak. I don't appreciate
1: art. Appreciate art, art. Yeah. yeah. And then I have biology, and then I have blanking on something, actually, no, I'm not. Nope, that's it. Uh, first year experience, which is oh, yeah, not even a class. They call it say. connections at tech, yeah, it's not even a class, I'd say. It's like a um, how to be a good student and yeah. stuff like that.
0: Believe so. it or not, my sophomore year, I was a teaching assistant in a connections class, and mm-hmm. the professor just never showed up, mm-hmm. and so he would just text me usually like 30 minutes before class, and be like, Hey, something came up, and I would just teach it. Oh, and it was fun. I wasn't a good teacher though because I really didn't want to be there either. I was doing it to get three hours of credit. Oh wow! they like, "You want to be a teaching assistant?" And I would "Absolutely!" Heck but yeah! I, he never came, so like we would we would do things for like thirty minutes, and I'd be like, "All right, well,
1: you go home."
0: I guess I'm gonna go home, and so can you guys. And I'm like, "What? We still have an?" It was a two hour class. They're <laughs> like, "We still have an hour and a half." I'm like, "Not with me, you don't." So oh. <laughs> you can go on.
1: <laughs> so those classes
0: were kind of fun though.
1: I mean. It's all online. I'm taking all online. It'll be fine. Yeah. It'll be fine.
0: But what else has been going on? Anything?
1: Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Just because school's taking up.
0: Yeah.
1: It's just getting used to it. I'll have more time next week when I really just like figure out how to like manage schedules and stuff like that. Yeah. Because I am working too. But I'm not working a lot. But I still am working. Monday,
0: Tuesday, Friday, right? Tuesday, Wednesday, Tuesday, and Friday. Wednesday, yeah. Wednesday, Friday. Yeah. I, I, and that's not a
1: lot. So I have like complete... You know, 16 you really, hours I'm awake Monday and Thursday to just do work.
0: You could work on them on Fridays at work, too.
1: Yeah. that That's, like, all my classes. I get my stuff on Mondays, and they're usually... Most of them, besides, like, like certain ones, are due Thursday. But most of the time, they're due Friday. So, I have, like... I have a good amount of time to get done with everything.
0: Yeah.
1: So, it's more work than high school, though.
0: It is. Co- <laughs> but it, I like college better, because it was all on your own schedule. Like, you yeah. did it, like... Much to most people think I didn't drive out to school because I was a horrible student. Yeah. Look, okay, I've made good grades, but... wasn't for you. So, but anyway.
1: I don't think it's for me either, but here I am. I'm just going to power through. Just like a normal person. Do you have to take a
0: history class? Eventually? I might. I probably... <sighs> well, if you do... I might. If you do this, I'm being serious. I haven't told you this yet. If you do, I'm going to enroll in it with you
1: oh yeah because you need to... A... so it's, that's right it's one
0: I'm one general history credit from getting my associate's degree yeah Ooh. so
1: yeah that'd be aw- that be so I'll en- funny I'll
0: enroll in the online class with you and be miserable for three months and get my associate's degree. That'll be awesome yeah. I can't wait I'm, I'm, I'm excited so I don't do good at history I'm, it's, I, don't, I don't care it's gonna be okay I fight I fight to care like I yeah. just have to force myself. So anyway, when when you do take a history, I'm going to take it with you, uh, yeah. just
1: to be done. I might have to take one next year. I We didn't talk about it, like, in my advising this year, Yeah. but I
0: probably will next year. I think it was American history that I failed.
1: Because I didn't take any during school, like during high school. you have to take so. at
0: least one, so I'll take it with you. No more than one, though. You oh, probably, yeah. You probably have to take two. You will. But I did one, and then I failed the second one, so... I'll tell you why I didn't fail. I dropped the class before I failed it. <laughs> so,
1: um, you have enough dignity for that. But
0: anyway, you're not going to get to hear me read a whole lot because I've not had any h- human interaction really since Saturday, except for Ty coming in and out. Yeah. So the more I talk, the more hoarse my voice gets. So more horse. I'm going to let Jackson take the reins. That's fine. And I've been practicing. I think it's good. I've you know, been practicing. That way my handicap doesn't get in the way. Oh my goodness, your my tongue tongue. tongue, tongue, tongue and now your voice
1: is gone. You're just going to... You have to get a tag or
0: something. A handicap For tag. A For my mirror. Yes. Wait, don't... Wait, we have not there, there are things going on. We're to play in a golf tournament this weekend. That's true. I'm going yes. to struggle with that. I will tell you that... No. 18 holes of golf.
1: Did you see the rules, though? I
0: don't know.
1: The rules are um, the highest score you can get on a hole is bogey. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so if you miss your par putt, you just pick up.
0: That's nice. I didn't read all the rules. Yeah,
1: because... Um, I read him the other day because I got an email about it, mm-hmm. and it was like...
0: I did too, but I had to... Because
1: last year it was, I think it was triple bogey, but with the size of the people, they were like, we want to keep it, keep it moving, so mm-hmm. bogey is as low as you can get.
0: That's not bad. That's not bad at all.
1: That kind, bad. Of hor- that kind of course,
0: that ain't bad at all. So, when we do that this weekend, then we have your birthday trip next weekend. Right. Another 18 holes of golf at a harder course with me, Luke, and Ty <laughs> that's going to be fun that's going to be really funny but anyway, I just threw that in there, that'll be fun oh yeah, absolutely. Exciting. absolutely
1: take it away well, we are going to begin in Matthew chapter 14 you're going to have to bear with me a little bit because most of this first 12 verses it's all history so here we go At that time, Herod, the Tetrarch, heard about the fame of Jesus, and he said to his servants, This is John the Baptist. He has been raised from the dead, and that is why these miraculous powers are at work in him. For Herod had seized John and bound him and put him in prison for the sake of Herodias. His brother. How do you say that? Herodias. Herodias? mm, I was close. You were close. For the sake of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, because John had been saying to him, It is not lawful for you to have her... And though he wanted to put him to death, he feared the people because they held him to be a prophet. And so the reason why John said that it's not lawful for you to have them is because Herod was the ruler over the region that Jesus was ministering in. And on one trip to Rome, him and Herodias,
0: Herodias,
1: Herodias fell in love. And I'm right. Herodias is... Um, the wife of his half-brother, Herod Philip the first, and so both uh, Herod Antipus, Antipius, I don't really know how to say that name, um, there's a bunch of Herods, I guess that was a common name at the time, there's like three Herods, um, but Antipius, the one that actually kills John, um, divorced his spouse, and Herodias also divorced Philip, and they got married to each other, and this is right here, John publicly denouncing them and uh, condemning them for their actions. And so he wanted to kill them, kill him, but refrain until, and we're going to keep reading by now. And so verse 15, and he thought he wanted to put him to death. He feared the people because they held them to be a prophet. But Herod's birthday came. The daughter of Herodias danced before the company and pleased Herod. So that he promised with an oath to give her whatever she might ask. Prompted by her mother, she said, Give me the head of John the Baptist here on a platter. And the king was sorry, but because of his oath, oath and his guest, he commanded it to be given. He sent and had John beheaded in prison, and his head was brought, to, brought on a platter and given to the girl, and she brought it to her, to her mother. And his disciples came and took his body and buried it, and they went and told Jesus. And so that was the the present um, that uh, Herodias wanted. It's kind of grody.
0: <laughs> just a little freaky girl, if you ask yeah, me. Yeah, for real, I mean, that's really that's really gross. We'll,
1: we'll, but now to kind of getting the meat and the potatoes of uh, of really what this episode is about. It's Jesus feeding the five thousand, the great fish fry. And so I'm gonna keep reading again, picking up in verse thirteen, and you jump in whenever, or if not, I'll just read to the end. Now, when Jesus heard this, he withdrew from, from there in a boat to a desolate place by himself. But when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot for, from the towns. And when he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion on them and, held, and healed their sick. Now, when it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This is a desolate place, and the day is now over. Send the crowds away to go into the villages and buy food from themselves. But Jesus said, They need, no, they need not go away you give them something to eat they said to him we have only five loaves here and two fish and he said bring them here to me then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass and take taking the five loaves and two fish he looked up to the heaven and said a blessing that he broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples and the disciples gave them to the crowds and they all ate and were satisfied and they took up 12 baskets full of broken pieces pieces left over and those who ate were about 5000 men besides women and children
0: you know, we've heard this story our entire life, and I guess the lesson of it is, you know, hey, well, the lesson you hear most commonly is basically just the miracle of what Jesus did. Right. Yeah. But there's at least three different lessons you can learn um, when you actually look at this passage. And the first one comes in the first two verses, and I'll read those again. This is now when Jesus heard this, he withdrew from there in a boat to a desolate place by himself. But when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. Now, so obviously when the disciples left, um, the presence of Herod to tell Jesus about what happened, you know, John the Baptist and Jesus were close. Yeah. And he goes to a desolate place or it says he withdrew from there in a boat to a desolate place by himself. So, Obviously, Jesus was taking time to himself, obviously, to mourn or, you know, what everybody needs to do. You know, we all have to to take time to do that, but he withdrew to to do that. But then, when the crowds heard it, verse 14, um, when he went ashore, he saw a great crowd and he had compassion on them and healed their sick. The first thing that you see here is the compassion of Christ, Mm -hmm. because obviously the death of one of his really good friends uh just happened and it wasn't like wasn't like it was planned yeah i mean obviously death is, gruesome, death too. is hard in general but yeah. at least when like when my grandfather was sick i mean that was easier not i'll say easier for us because we knew it was coming yeah you, but, could you prepare know, yourself and that was it was easier i mean yeah you're still upset you're but i mean you prepare yourself there was no preparation here no nothing like it was just bam yeah. And so he, but you see his compassion. That's literally what the ESV translates it to. He had compassion on the crowd and healed their sick. And so now in verse 15, we see the second lesson here. Now, when it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This is a desolate place and the day is now over. Send the crowds away to go into the villages and buy food for themselves. So even his disciples are saying, Look, you know, it's time for him to go. Yeah. And so the second. The second thing you can learn here, um, besides the main thing, is the opportunities that Jesus wouldn't let go, like, slip by. Yeah. You know, we are so guilty of letting everything else get in the way of capitalizing on an opportunity. And, I mean, I'm just as guilty as anybody. You know, when one small thing happens, we run. We're not, you know what, you know, we'll... We can do that another day. I'll see them another time. And Jesus is like, no, no, it's okay. So the disciples are saying, you know, let them go buy food for themselves. And then he responds in 16, you know, they don't need to go. They don't need to go away. You give them something to eat. So he's saying, you know, there's an opportunity here that I want to capitalize on. So we'll make it work. And... You know, as Christians, we, we're just so guilty of we let everything else get in the way of what we're supposed to do as Christians. Like the smallest, most minute things that just don't matter. We're like, oh, you know what? We can't do that now because of this, 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 and this. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is going through a traumatic time, but he says they don't need to leave. You know, we still have work to do. We still have things that that I want to show them. And then in verse seventeen, then we see. The big aha moment of, you know, the power of Jesus being magnified. So he says, and they said to him, well, we only have five loaves here and two fish. So, again, and this, this drives me insane. You know, out of the Christian life, I guess, even when you're, whether you're a boss at work, whether you're managing somebody at work or whatever, and you tell them to do something, you're like, hey, go and do this. And they respond with a well, we can't really do that because of this. That burns me up. I'm like, okay, if, if somebody tells you to do something, then figure it out. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what I've always been taught to do. Like, If you're told to do something, well, then go figure it out. Yeah. And so that's what the disciples continuing to give. And I'm not dogging on the disciples. I'm just saying it, how many opportunities Jesus had here to not do what he wanted to do. Right. Because he says, you know, they don't need to leave. We'll find food for them. And they said, well, all that we have here... I'm in verse 17, all that we have are five loaves here and two fish. And he said to them, bring them here to me. So Jesus is, he's teaching the people, but he's also teaching the disciples. Because over and over again, they're repeatedly trying to get him to, or give him reasons why this shouldn't work. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't really do that. We don't have the material. And he just says, just bring it to me. And that's, I think that's, and I'm, that's our dialogue putting that in but he's like just bring it here and so um, in verse 18 or 19 it says then he ordered the crowd to sit down on the grass and taking five loaves and two fish who took to to heaven said a blessing you know we know this he fed all of them and they had leftovers at the end mm-hmm. and and I think we yes this is a great story but we miss out what really is here you know let's let's take it for ourselves as a, for an example you know we have things that excuse me that COVID leaking out Um, but we have things that that we're commanded to do you know and Jesus isn't speaking to us but he, he will speak to us through his word and it's saying or he's the disciples are saying let's not do this let's not do this you know here's reasons why we shouldn't do this and Jesus says no you know I can do this I can take care of this no problem but in our sense, let's say the disciples are the world. Mm-hmm. And, we you know, we have instructions on, you know, what we have to accomplish, what we have to get done in order to, to go to heaven. But when anybody gives us a good reason as to why we shouldn't do it, then we just throw in the towel and say, okay, I guess well, we won't do that. Yeah. You know, it's... <laughs> I thought about this a few minutes ago. So on YouTube T V there's a show called Below Deck. And it is a reality T V show. Love that,
1: those. It's
0: about a crew that works on this boat. Below Deck. Call it's what's called Below Deck. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a million multi million dollar yacht. And it right now it's in Tahiti. I've watched three seasons while I've been sick. <laughs> it's kinda <laughs> embarrassing. Um but right now this boat's in Tahiti and like it cost I looked it up. And to charter this boat, it's called the My Sienna. It is a beautiful yacht. To charter this boat for three days, okay, and that's two nights, three whole days, it's $45,000 to charter the boat, plus drinks. Wow. And these people will easily spend, you know, fifteen and $20,000 on drinks. And then they'll tip the crew between fifteen and $30,000. Wow. That's what I've seen. So anyway, but why I say that is they have the deck crew is what it's called. And the deck crew, they're the ones that really do the work. So they're putting the jet skis in the water. They're making sure the boat on the outside is clean. They're filling the jacuzzis They're you know, all this stuff. And they have their leader, I guess it's called a bosun. And in order for a bosun to succeed, you because know, it's the bosun, and then you have what's called, let's see, the bosun, and then the lead deckhand, second deckhand, third deckhand. Well, that's your chain of command. So you have their manager, and then, you know, he, the bosun's over, the lead deckhand, and then he's over. Anyway, I could talk about this a lot, but <laughs> I promise it has a point. But there was one season where he had a really good bosun, a really good bosun, but he got fired because the deck crew, they had no clear direction. And he was really good at what he did, but he didn't execute it. Like he didn't go to them and say, okay, you know, if I was your bosun, Jackson, and I would say, okay, well, today at eight o'clock, we got to get the jet skis out. And then at 10 o'clock, they're having a, a you know, a luau on the beach. And so we got to get everything put in the other boat to take it, you know, give you a, hey, here's what we have to get accomplished. Yeah. And he got fired because he never communicated with them what needed to be done. Though they were good workers the ball got dropped because he didn't execute the plan. And then if anything happened, they'd pull away from what they were supposed to do and would do something else. So why I say all that is, you know, we're guilty of that. And you have a good Christian, good Christian people that don't do what they're supposed to do because, number one, they don't... They're not in the scripture enough, they don't study enough. But number two is anytime something else comes in their life that says, Hey, you know, we can't really do that right now, it's not really convenient. Yeah. Then you, you pull away from it. And that's what happened on the on the boat. You know, stuff would happen and they oh, you really need to do this right now, and then they would drop the ball on something else bigger. And that's what the disciples and again, I'm not dogging on them, but that's what they're doing. Jesus is like, Oh man, you know, we don't have time for this right now. You just this just this just happened with John the Baptist. You know, don't don't deal with the crowd. Just send them send them away. Mm-hmm. Well, no, let's 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 keep them here and let's cook for them. Well, we don't have any food. Well, we do have food. You just don't understand what's gonna, you know. Yeah. And so that's what I, you know. We're all guilty. Are you. I mean, do you agree with me? I agree. We're also guilty of just. We're kind of like. I don't want to use that analogy. But I like
1: the convenient word. Yeah. I like how like, if it's
0: not convenient for less, us, then mm-hmm. we don't do it, mm-hmm. and that's in our lives. Every day in general. But that's also a big thing in our Christian life. Well, if I have to drive 15 minutes to go visit the shut-in, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. But yet we'll drive 45 minutes to go play golf. Right. Or, True. you know, and that's and that's that's on me. I'm, I'm tattling on myself. You know, or I just don't have time to go. I know they're my neighbor, but I don't have time to go and sit down and talk to them. Well, you had time to spend three hours in the golf course the other day. True. You know, and that's... We fall guilty to that in our lives and you know with work you can't do that because eventually you'll get caught Yeah. but eventually we're going to get caught in our Christian life too and we just don't understand the consequences of not executing what we're supposed to do and that's that's a big deal and so Jesus has taken these opportunities and we don't because something whispers in our ear and says it's just not convenient to do that right now you know, we don't have the we don't have the means, we don't have the people, we don't have the supplies. Well, instead of saying okay, just throw in the towel, we should say, well, how can I get people involved to help me, or what do I need to do to get the supplies? And yeah. you know, and that's the thing that Christians don't understand. Like we're servants. We don't we we are you know, and again I'll I'll bring the boat thing into this again, <laughs> the interior crew Ooh. on this yacht. Um, they're called stewardesses. So you have a chief stew is what they call them. chief chief, stew. chief stewardess. And well, actually it's the chef and the chief stew, they're the like two like main, main head honchos. Then you have a first stew, second stew, and third stew. So or maybe no, just a second and third. So it's the chief is the first, you know Yeah. Then you have a second stew and third. Now second stew like that they serve food and they do all that. But the third stew does all the grunt work. So they're doing laundry. They're basically a glorified housekeeper. Right. You know, they're going to do the laundry. They're going to change the sheets on the bed. They're going to clean the rooms. They're... And this one third stew was upset because she was having to do all the grunt work. Well, we're the same way as Christians. When it comes down to the down and dirty, and when we have to do grunt work as Christians, we're like, well, we should have people that do that for us. Right. Right. Or we should let new Christians do that. I've been a Christian for 15 years. Why would I do that? And we we lose this entire attitude of servantship that we're supposed to have. And even Jesus was a servant. Mm -hmm. And we see it firsthand right here where he's he's putting himself aside, putting the needs that he has and laying them down, though he, he does need to mourn, though he does. But he's laying all that aside and saying, there's opportunities here that I can capitalize on. There's people here that that need to be in my presence, that need to to you know, that need to see me. And if I if I neglect that, there could be souls lost because of mm-hmm. it. And we don't have that we don't have that mentality. You know, again, if we if anything is inconvenient, we're just like you know what, just forget it, yeah. just forget it. So that's, yes, we are talking about the main miracle that happened here, but I think we miss a couple of the things that we can learn from that, and we see Jesus compassion, and we need to be compassionate people, mm-hmm. and we're not. <laughs> I and mean, we can be sometimes, yeah. but I mean, a lot of times, if it's inconvenient to be compassionate to somebody, then we're not going to do it. You know, if someone needs us to come visit, them, and we're like, well, they live on the other side of the county. Hey, no way! I'm driving over there. <laughs> the I'm, I, I've said that to my. Like, in the last two weeks, there's been somebody that I wanted to go visit, and I've not done it because I don't want to drive. That's ridiculous. Like, I've I've been in quarantine since Saturday, and so I've had to think about all this, and I'm like, Dylan, you miss an opportunity there. Yeah. You know, or and so we see his compassion. I'm just going over these again. We see his compassion. That was gross. I'm sorry, you just heard that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, and then um, we see him taking opportunities and executing them, and then obviously the miracle where he feeds the five thousand. And so don't don't read through these well known stories and think, oh, you know what? I've read that a thousand times. Because read it again, read it again, because there are things that you'll miss, and you'll you'll see lessons and stuff that you can learn from from these stories that you'll be like, I never thought about that. Right. I never thought. I could learn that from that. So that's what I take from it. What do you want to add to that?
1: Well, just for something, I mean, like there's 5,000 people there, and that's only counting men. So probably women and children, it's like over 10,000 people probably. And Jesus feeds them all on five loaves and two fish. Like how? I could eat
0: five loaves and two <laughs> fish myself. <laughs> exactly.
1: I mean, like, and so what I kind of take away from this is that, you know, Jesus showed us that God provides resources that we cannot even perceive. And sometimes it's easier to have faith when we think we know kind of what God God might provide. But God often provides in ways that we don't see or are unexpected until we get that aha moment. We're like, oh, and so that's just something I took that
0: and that's a big deal too because we don't we don't act on things that we need to do because we think we don't have what we need to have mm-hmm. and maybe we don't in that very moment but God God will ecl- not eclipse you eclipse. God will equip you with what you need Romans eight twenty eight. Yeah, you know, and he, we, we talked about earlier in Matthew too he will if you love the Lord then he is going to provide what you need for what you need to do and that's And I believe that to be spiritual, that's the most important thing, but physical needs as well. Mm -hmm. You know, he will provide for you what you need to have. And it may not be in the way that you thought it was gonna be. (laughs) And that's what's funny is the disciples knew this. They've been in the presence of Jesus. They know that he can, but they were just like, that's just a lot of work. Are you sure Jesus? That's not I mean, think about feeding five thousand people. And there was leftovers. I don't
1: think I've ever seen like five thousand people just standing all around me at once. A concert, maybe. Yeah, but like, they're all focused on you. Yeah, that's true. That's that a lot. Stressful. Yeah, it's stressful. You're like, stressful. Hey,
0: Jesus, are you sure? So that's that's what I take from the great fish fry. I like that. Well, thanks. That it's might not me. Be the title of this podcast. It's not me.
1: I heard that from Jace Robertson.
0: Oh, I like that. So. That's all we got for you. Next week we are going to talk about Jesus walking on the water, Ooh. and that that's a good one. That's a good one. And again, don't don't tune it out because yeah, you probably heard the story before, but read it deeply and understand that there are more there are more things there than what is at face value. You know, we learned that just from reading this story that you probably heard, even more than when Jesus walked on water, Definitely. but. You'll see it here to where you're like, oh man, I didn't think about the compassion you just, I didn't think about all these things. So mm-hmm. keep it open in mind and keep your head in the scriptures. Keep reading it, keep studying it, even if you've read it a thousand times. Exactly. So that's all we got for you today. Yeah. See you next week. So don't forget, God loves you. Absolutely. And so do we. We love you. So have a great week. Have a great week. And try to evade the COVID mm. as it's rampant again.
1: Apparently. So deuces, my friends. Deuces.